In a rapidly expanding omniverse of sci-fi content, two Terrans try to make sense of it all. From the latest to the greatest to the most thought-provoking science fiction content on the screen, we bring you Crowded Space Podcast. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Blast from the Past, The Day the Earth Stood Still, the uh, 1951 sci-fi movie. By Robert Wise. And I'm your host, Eric. And I'm your other host, Jared. Yeah, let's not make... I'm glad you said the 51, because not to be confused with the 2009 remake. I didn't uh, even know of, it was Keanu Reeves in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm interested to see it now. Honestly, so am I. I almost, I was looking it up and I'm like, oh, it's on Hulu and I'm taking a break from Hulu right now and I'm not willing to pay another $4 just to watch this movie. So it'll, it'll wait. But uh, I am interested to see because... Maybe we can run a comparison between the two. That would be kind yeah, of fun. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of reboots, but I could see where this movie is so old that it, it could actually benefit from... Uh, a modern retelling yeah uh, at, at any rate so but yeah so what did you know about this movie before we watched it and like uh, why, why did you because this was this is your choice it wasn't really uh, on on my radar i i totally when i looked it up i'm like oh this is an excellent choice i agree with it but i'm just curious i th- i think it has a lot to do with like just basic sci-fi in general in the 50s because when i think of sci-fi i think of like the old school you know the big bugs and the weird like guy in a, in a proximity suit with looking like an alien, like the old stuff where mm, they use those types a of more props. Hokey and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, when we when we thought when we started thinking about uh, season two for Blast from the Past, we were going through the various sci-fi movies out there, and we wanted to hit the the really early stuff. So this one came on my became a blip on the radar, and I'm glad I watched it. It was. It was not bad for black and white and old school, gra- you know, old school, I don't know, movie magic. Yeah, they didn't, uh, in terms of the, the special effects, they didn't overplay their hand, right? They no. they they probably couldn't did a couple it. of cool tricks that, that, <laughs> that looked nice and didn't win along with it. But let's not get to, too far ahead of ourselves no, no. With, uh, with, with that. And, uh, and how did you watch it? So did any of it? ring a bell you did you get any references from it as as you watched it though because certainly uh the the robot gort which is one wonderful name uh looked familiar right he's been spoofed on and and played on uh quite quite a bit there's i think think you'll you'll see him the top graphics back then like their top movie magic back then is the blob guy with the little eye you know the little laser beam out of his eye i guess yeah, no, I actually I like the laser beam effect uh, yeah. as it started to flare up, and then he had the little visor that would lift up when you knew it was when you were, you were in trouble. <laughs> yeah, oh you did something violent. You're gonna get corrected. Yeah, so essentially my synopsis uh, here uh, follows an alien visitor to to Earth, Klaatu. I've been told you speak our language. Now that your name is Mister Klaatu. Just Klaatu. As his name turns out to be. After he lands and, and gets hurt in a little misunderstanding, he gives the U.S. military uh, the slip in an attempt to kind of understand humanity and hang out with, with the common men. Yeah. And so that's when he picks up his moniker, uh, Mr. Mister Carpenter, where he's kind of got this mission of delivering a message to all of, of humanity. And so it's kind of uh, right off the bat, a, 
a real a political commentary as he's talking to the I think the Secretary of Defense or at least the Secretary to the President of the United States yeah. saying, "Oh, hey, look." Uh, and you know, Kalatu looks completely human, which was one of my gripes. <laughs> I guess yet again, you know, don't overplay your hand. You're just like, "Hey, look, if we have to do special effects and it's going to look not convincing, yeah. it's going to people are going to focus on that instead of our our, our message." Yeah. You know, and one of that early messages was, "Oh, you want to assemble all of the leaders of the world together in one room like that ain't going to happen." Yeah. We yeah. We Nobody ain't there, you know. So, uh, to kind of shame humanity right off, right off the bat. And that was in the fifties. Yeah. Here we're talking about right after World War Two, in the cuffs of right post World War Two. Oh yeah, this is. You could argue this is peak Cold War. Yeah, uh, beginning of the space race. You know, it's uh, six six years later is when Sputnik goes up. Kind of the, uh, the yeah. official, you know, start of of the space race. But obviously, you've got to be doing the planning back uh, back in this time. Uh, it's that you know the the dawn of the the nuclear age, and you know we are starting to get to get missiles off off the ground. So yeah, it it is interesting you to keep, try to keep in mind uh, the perspective of of the average person here, and especially when it comes to just how the filmmaking in general, uh, not just what the messages are and how they should resonate mm-hmm. because of the political global political yeah it was amazing how they touched scene. all those little things with just uh little blips like well they were were they like uh 10 second blips where they showed every like yeah country, all around the world all around people. the world that was really cool <laughs> yeah. like oh my god this is the 50s like oh, blip, blip, blip. i mean it was like a little tiny scene but it, it, i was it, wondering like did they really go there and do that did they reuse some old so. footage is that like a little miniature town? i think it was just like a little miniature set that they had uh, i really liked when it they was were cool. doing that oh how people around the world are reacting and then they showed you know the ussr yeah uh there and so of course everyone's kind of like looks poor yeah, and there's all a- these big propaganda flags up and <laughs> so it, it was interesting that even though they're trying to have this message of peace that there is still uh, stereotypes built in to depicting our, our our enemies at at the time yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much the 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 recap and we, we already talked about it a little bit of how did you think that the the graphics and, and special effects uh held I, up? for <laughs> again for the 50s i, I was Pleasantly surprised on how the, they did the spaceship. They did Gort, the little the robot guy with the eye, that the, the slit. Um, the how they mobilized the military. Uh, remember in the chase scene when they're chasing them through the the Washington D.C. They had mm-hmm. all these checkpoints and they had all these like oh, like a two second blip of hey he's going down this street or whatever. I really think it was well done, like mm-hmm. cinematography wise in the fifties. Oh where, yeah, yeah. It, it was well depicted. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't bored watching it. it was, yeah, I wasn't it was, bored at all. Uh, there was definitely some scenes that lingered a little bit more. You know, it was a little slower yeah. than than today's movies. There was obviously a little bit less less action than in today's movies. Yeah, but it was just so well done that it it that it didn't matter. Right, uh, and that's why I was like, oh, it's important to also keep in mu- the frame of mind of the average moviegoer in fifty ones fifty one seeing even something on the big screen, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be cool. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's okay that some of these scenes are a little bit longer. Cause they're just like, ah, blown away. Cause yeah. it's not like everyone's got a flat screen, 45 inch plus, <laughs> you know, back, back at home. <laughs> the one scene I really enjoyed was when the secretary was, came into the hospital and they had the camera behind him, behind the, the alien 
mm-hmm. and the and he it was his perspective looking at the secretary, and you kind of saw his silhouette. Yeah, I wish it would have made his silhouette like kind of al- like alienish, so he kind of like metamorphed into a human type of thing where where he you know he donned human clothes to to fit in because he wanted to see he wanted to walk around and see the world. Right. See it. Yeah, was, yeah. No, that's uh, that would have been kind of cool there to have that because uh, you didn't know. Like the camera kept you from seeing. It. Is he like all? No, messed? I'm so. Is I'm he all alienish? Or? So glad that you brought that up because <laughs> again, when this uh, the film is, is is in black and white, and so I really appreciated what they did with all the sh- light and shadows in in this, and having yeah. people come out of the darkness, and uh, they really made the most of, of what they had for for sure in terms of camera and cinematography, camera angles, and stuff. yeah. Uh, what about the 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 acting? I, I don't think I think they were okay. It was no like, oh man, this this guy's really bad. <laughs> For me, the extras, their extras looked really wooden and yeah. hurried, and like camera shocked like a deer in the light set <laughs> in, in some scenes. Action, uh, military guys, not so much. Uh, I love how they have how like they were holding were. machine guns and they were always pulling out their pistols, like their <laughs> their little handguns. Yeah, machine guns. All of a sudden, they got their handgun. Oh, I'm gonna get you with my handgun, but I'm holding a machine gun, or or I'm in a tank and I'm gonna pull out my pistol and shoot. Right, you. right. <laughs> Shakily. Hey, I'm, at least it is, it's better that they shot but, him with a pistol than uh Yeah, than I know, but it, it was like I said. The other than the obvious uh, camera jitters from some. I mean, the main actors. I think they did a good job. Oh yeah, all the main actors, even even the child there. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a, a little subplot that's probably worth th- explaining. So essentially, you know, Klaatu when he, uh, t- he takes up residence in a kind of shared housing a- a- apartment area, um, and kind of befriends uh, Bobby, the the son of a widower uh, Helen, who's you know, courting uh, another man uh, at at the time. And so kind of through Klaatu actually kind of understands the state of humanity through interacting with with Bobby to to some extent. And they together go and talk to one of the great minds. Yeah, the professor. Yeah, and they go visit the, the professor. He's not in. And uh, Clat too. I love uh, how he goes in and yeah, checks his work. Yeah, checks his work <laughs> and uh, and and adds on a little bit to help him along the way. Uh, as a and way, that was believable as a calling card. Oh, it was such a great scene. Yeah, yeah like so. he, he did the formula, and like it was like oh, I mean, not that I'm a genius in formulas, but it looked real, you know, believable enough. Looking at the what the professor had written there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So again, just such a simple scene, but really. Really pushed and the, I, the and whole I like I like the uh, the interaction with the the, the alien and uh, carpenter and the the child Bobby. I thought it was <laughs> yeah, really good. exactly. When he's uh, especially when he's like, "Oh, do we need money to go to the movies?" He's like, yeah. "I got two bucks." It's like, "Gee, I got diamonds." Well, in some places, those are what people use for money. They're easier to carry and they don't wear out. I bet they're worth a million dollars. Would you give me your two dollars for two of these? Well, sure. Okay. People use diamonds here at all? Yeah, and pulls, he pulls out, out the handful like, of diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we Would do. You want to trade? Sure. <laughs> Don't tell my mommy because she doesn't like it when I cheat people or whatever, <laughs> yeah, steal from people. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so that was some, a laugh out, laugh out loud. Yes, moment, yeah, man. some cute, some cute little scenes. That, uh, but like I said, this is the fifties we're talking about here, and that was the beauty of it. The magic still held up. 
and that's how many you know it's what 80 years or something like that ago or right, to really show you you know in terms of technology we feel that we've come so far but you know some of the you know we're still human uh, there's so much that we have we have more in 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 common with people of the 50s than, than it we makes, do it makes me wonder if Rod Mary like got some of the ideas from for his show from this who so Roddenberry Gene Roddenberry oh. because the premise of everybody coming together like remember he he had made they had made the alien race had made the robots to be like the police to to stop corruption and you know uh, right and yeah actually and it's like they're a special task force yeah so it yeah. makes me so, feel, think of like is this the feder like is this maybe Rod Mary like God this idea of the federation and, right no that's something to consider as we're talking about how did this modern influence modern modern sci-fi and so yeah, yeah. that's something that's that I, I kind of failed failed to mention in the recap is that essentially so the you know the big message that he had for humanity when so you know all the great scientists and, and minds were were finally assembled in the end and he yeah. Uh, essentially was shot by the army, but then resurrected by his robot in, in the ship to come back to, to talk to them. The message was essentially, look, uh, you guys are now becoming a, glo- a threat with your, your developing technology on the you know intergalactic level. And the deal that we have in this neighborhood <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is that we've got this robot here. We've got a race of robots. We've got a in. race of robots that if you start acting violent, they just shoot you dead. Yeah. So that's your ultimatum. You either straighten up or, you know, get and I vaporized. like the fact that he just he takes off. That's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> peace. Yeah, I'm out. Literally, okay, peace. So or else what? Um, we're so used to that. We're so used to being spoon fed. Uh, like uh, the next thing that happens. I mean, look at look at the Avengers and all that stuff, right? Oh, right. Where, yeah. Okay, that we're, am I going to wait till the end? Is there going to be a, a two minute clip telling me what's next? Like here, it's like nope, yeah. we're done. Leave it up to to interpretation by the audience. And this is exactly what they did at the end of this. Like, does Earth survive? Do we? Right? Do does it? Or does it get annihilated by the robots that come down and? You know? Right. Yeah. And th- and that was obviously a, a, a big point of this, you know, because of the Cold War and, yeah. and and everything. It was like, hey, look, people, can can we find peace on Earth? Because there's probably more out there. And if we can't if we can't make peace with ourselves, we can't make peace with what's out there either. Exactly. So let's let's exactly. think about it, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting to, to think about how much it influenced Trek, I guess, before we get to that. Uh, how did this influence modern sci-fi and and all of that? I did want to just talk about the music uh, a little bit and 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 how you felt about it. Music was really good. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly wasn't bad uh, for no though, it, for me. At, at some points, it was overtly dramatic. I was yeah. like, okay, well, obviously, like, yes, yeah, 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 uh, and, and whatnot. And then I have to mention of course i think one of these things and the segue is good into influence is this is one of the first movies to use the the theremin so that's the synthesizer instrument that uses two antennas where oh, you wave yeah, your yeah. hands to the yeah, yeah 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 exactly so and so this is you can certainly give this movie a lot of credit for establishing some of those theremin noises as sci-fi dramatic weirdness kind of sound sound effects it's funny that we talk about the sound effects and the way uh like visuals too because according to this it won a 1951 academy award best visual effects so obviously it made its 
Yeah, right. Yeah, we're no, talking about they didn't this. overplay their hand. Yeah, they, yeah. What, so it, it definitely so, touches what we're we're exactly saying on this movie without even you know just looking at my notes ahead. Yeah, but, it's not like when the spaceship came in and landed; it looked like it was straight, hanging on a string and wobble around. I was or, like, oh, or yeah, somebody's shoe that's, just flying. That's that's smooth, right? <laughs> it's it's simple and elegant, and, and uh, does what it needs to do. But yeah, sticking with the music, though, I think it makes sense that maybe it's a little overtly dramatic because that was the same guy that did the music for for Seiko. So, okay. uh, a couple of years later. It's funny that they made like when they were doing interviews or they were talking about it about the alien and if anything good would happen, they would cut whatever the conversation was, you know, from the they just wanted to paint the alien as a bad person. So they uh, they kind of like censored the good mm. the way the media is kind of doing this day and age. It's amazing how it just traverses through today, even like yeah. 80 years ago. Though, uh, just only slightly related to that, it did make me think of the the one scene where they're, they're checking out the spaceship with, with Bobby and he's kind of still pretending to be Mr. Carpenter at, yeah. at the time. And then, of course, the, the kid comes by and he's like, extra, extra, read all about it. They're increasing military force to get the da-da-da-da, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Space Force. And just to be like, wow, that was, you know, instead of getting the bing up news update on your phone. Yeah, you, that was the thing. Run into the, I know the, when the I was a kid, crier. I had a paper route. So right? every, every were, Wednesday I was delivering papers. You were someone's. Uh, I was going extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> of course not. You're probably slumped over your handlebar. Like, uh, <laughs> wish I was old enough to drink coffee. <laughs> so what do you think of diversity wise? Um, did they have a single person of color in the entire movie? Well, they had the ethnic. Yeah, I mean, they kept his, his message global in scale, but in terms of, you know, actors, no, there actresses, no. or racial diversity, uh, it's, I would say, is, is a goose egg. I'm trying to think yeah. if there was even any extras or people in the background of, of color, but yeah, certainly not, nothing I think that a couple out. of the scientists were uh, Indian, from India. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, for... But again, that was yeah. So at least they yeah That's didn't completely like completely whitewash it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to give them some yeah bad props for fifty one for for that. In terms of though, you know, one of the main characters, uh, Helen, playing a, actually a very big she did role a good job. In this, right, because one she kind of figured out that. Mr. Carpenter was was the alien yeah. clad to more or less after some big hints. Like Bobby's like, he took me to the thing and did the stuff and doing it. She's like, yeah. No, you're lying. You had you a nightmare. Dreaming. And then and then and some diamonds, like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's not like we saw a single woman in the military scenes or anything like that. Again, it was 51. No. But given yeah, she, you know, she wasn't a pushover. She didn't like totally faint. Uh you it's know, funny. she was scared of the robot and yeah. and, and rightly so. You know, and yeah. I really appreciated the the scene with with Helen when she kind of finds out that her the man that she was courting, you know, asked her to marry her essentially. Yeah. When he starts, wouldn't listen to her and was going to turn in the alien more for fame and fortune. General Cutler. Yes. Oh, all right. I'll hold on. Tommy, mustn't you don't know what you're doing? It isn't just you and Mr. Carpenter. The rest of the world is involved. I don't care about the rest of the world. Uh, and not for the good of the word, you know, world. So again, it's like, oh, it, it is funny because this is during the Cold War when essentially it is the fight between capitalism <laughs> and and communism. Yeah. And he's kind of showing kind of the worst of, of 
of of capitalism uh, right then and there and yep. not willing to put his own personal greed aside to do what's Kinda what's like right today. for humanity. And you know, and she <laughs> and she went against him and fought against him. Uh, yeah. and so again, yeah. I I really appreciated that in in terms of her character char- character development. Yes. Well, I'm going to break the rules and go back to special effects a little bit because I didn't get to grab a boat. Gort. Okay, terrible name. I don't know if there's a story behind it. I didn't come across one. But in terms of convincing robot, no. I mean, they they did the best they could. The height was cool. I mean, that was a real dude in a double neoprene suit. That, like, I like the height. Yeah, I like him being yeah. tall because then it made it more imposing. A- apparently, they found him a, like a bouncer at at, <laughs> at some place because just huge, uh, and he was so frail a constitution, and the the double neoprene suit was so taxing on him. They they did they shot like very short scenes always. He'd just be in it for like, yeah. a couple of minutes and do a scene. So everything you see is very cut together. Yeah, might have might have noticed that. Yeah. Or a lot of the scenes, he's just standing there, so there's probably no one actually uh, actually in the suit at all. So, yeah, how about, are, are we ready now for, how do we think this kind of influence modern sci-fi? Yeah, absolutely. How to influence modern, we've already test, uh, test, you know, touched upon it a, a little bit, but, you know, because it's such an old movie, right, and so well done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously did some firsts that, yeah, it's. It's influenced. Music, it's yeah, the, the, uh, quite a quite quite a bit, um, and it is so old. It, it makes it sometimes even that much harder to kind of like tease, uh, tease apart what it really has really has inspired. Uh, one thing you know at the time that was kind of fresh and new about this, it wasn't just uh, you know Mars attacks alien invasion movie. No. It was uh, hey, we'll play nice if you play nice. Yeah, but if you we got to use the stick we we swing a hard stick <laughs> kind of kind of deal right so i felt uh, bad when neat. when the the uh towards the end when gort was because he had you know he had felt his uh companion move pass on and so he got obviously pissed off so he totally annihilated those two you know, security guys that were just doing their job. Yeah, they, they drew arms on him, though. He's like, oh, look, but they he are obliterated them. Yeah, like, well, he could have obliterated their weapons like he did last time, <laughs> but he totally obliterated them from existence. Yeah. Uh, nobody ever thinks about those guys. It's like the Death Star, right? With <laughs> all the janitors. and <laughs> Well, it was funny because that scene, you know, their, their guns start to glow. And then I'm like, that glow is getting awfully big. I'm like, oh, no, he wiped them out. <laughs> They're gone. Oh, I thought it was just like, oh, they're ex- they're adding a little extra glow to the guns this time. Like, nope, he's shooting a kill this time. No but warning anyway. shots. You know, it's almost sad that it's like, yep, the lesson that this movie's trying to teach, we still need to learn today. Yeah, and that's <laughs> with what. all the the war going on. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, so Korea Korean War is in in full swing as this movie's on. So it's not certainly a a fresh reminder of the horrors of, of yeah. war for people in in the United States and obviously ab- abroad when this movie movie aired. So it's, it's definitely alcohol uh, on an open wound. This this movie oh, is. I oh, think, I, in terms I have of, to go back one one big one to mention. Okay, you get your go back. I go your free one. one go back. Card. I laughed my I laughed out loud when the two doctors were they had just looked over the alien and they had said, "Oh, he looks like he's." He looks like he's 34. And then he's like, no, I asked him. He's like 71. And they're like, 
hey, how, how, do they, how do I do they live that long? And they're both pulling cigarettes out yeah. and lighting up cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was who so knows? funny. Who knows it was so funny. <laughs> I had um, to laugh that whole time. Yeah, they were packing it. They were doing well, the packing. <laughs> but even like in 51, I think like the probably common perspective was Everybody cigarettes smoked. are healthy. But prove for yourself how mild a cigarette can be. Test camels for 30 days in your T-zone. Let your taste and throat tell you about camel's flavor and mild... No, cigarettes Everybody are spoke healthy. even in it's the like, movie oh, there. Make sure to tickle your T-zone twice a day with menthol cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Was, support menthol cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would say in terms of popular culture, one of the most obvious things, when he said his name, it was like, wait a second, that sounds... So I don't know if it uh, rung any bells for you, the the so the code after he was shot by the army, the code that he, that he told. told him. Yeah, the Klaatu Barada Niktu. Klaatu Barada Niktu. What is it? So it's from the the Evil Dead when he needs to get the Necronomicon. That's the, he says <laughs> that's, that exact that's, phrase. What does it mean? Klaatu Barada. No, no, it's it. It's just like a... Essentially, the long story short, it sounded cool at the yeah. time. There has actually been a lot of fan fiction and, and other things that have tried to interpret what it, what it means. But at the end of the day, it was just made up to kind of sound uh, sound sound cool, which, which is fine by me. Now, so you didn't... Uh, any of those words sound a little familiar as a Star Wars fan? Return of the Jedi, maybe? The race of... Aliens. I'm going blank. Nick too. The guys with the like kind of reptilian faces, and they've got the little those spikes. The, those are the guys on Jabba's barge. Yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah. of them. Yeah, so yeah. one of the first that was introduced in, in the movies in Jabba's palace, his name was Klaatu. Really? Of race Nikto. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then there's another character in Jet in uh, Return of the Jedi that is uh, Barada. Who's a Clatoonian? So obviously oh, Lucas yeah. was. So it's funny because you're like, do you think that Luke uh, uh, Roddenberry was influenced? Yeah, George. Like uh, I was like, well, George Lucas was certainly influenced yeah. by by this to, to some extent, but yeah. he's known for ripping off ideas yeah. or doing clever homages. <laughs> Let's just say that homages. a clever homage. Those are the pe- uh, people on that side, and we're on the other side. We're ripping off ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, come on. Like I said, it seemed like a little touched a little Star Trek there with the whole message and yeah, the message of hope. Yeah, and, and the fact that they had their own universal peace and harmony. They had their own entity out in space right. that was a, a group of planets that were together, and they didn't want to have you know us warmongers coming in and shaking yeah. things up. Well, so for me, th- now this is a very minor, minor theme, but to some extent, this idea of robo overlords keeping the peace over the galaxy, mm. I don't like that idea. I think you should be able to trust other people, right? Like, Yeah, but it's like coming real, more and more. Real, ki- real Those robots community is built on trust, <laughs> not on, hey, if we've got this godlike robots that will just vaporize you if you mess up. Well, then I guess I asked our our listeners that if you ever decide to leave the comfort of your own home to crash uh, another culture's powwow and try to tell them how to live their life under threat of, of <laughs> <Yeah>. robot dis- <laughs> annihilation. <laughs> annihilation, we'll just 
you know, keep in mind that it's uh, it's not the destination. It's the journey. Glad to brought the Nick to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.